Welcome to The Good Divorce Show. Not every divorce needs to end in disaster. It's time to see divorce in another perspective. Here to help with that is your host, Karen McNinney. Hello, listeners. Thanks for joining us here today on The Good Divorce Show. You're in for a real treat. Joining me is Steph Palermo. She is an intuitive soul guide, radio talk show host, international motivational speaker, and published author. Born and raised in the Boston, Massachusetts area, but her Sicilian heritage has strongly shaped her personal and professional life. Today, Steph is a master catechist, certified in identifying charismatic gifts, and a certified infinite possibilities trainer. As an intuitive soul guide and entrepreneur, Steph combines her natural and supernatural gifts of empathy, encouragement, prophecy, healing, and discernment, just to name a few of these very special gifts. And she guides clients and audiences toward their own soul's path, purpose, and personal growth. Welcome to the show, Steph. I am so thrilled to be here. Thank you, Karen. Thank you for having me. Delighted to have you. Let's just start with a little background. Um, As you know, here on The Good Divorce Show, we really try to emphasize examples, stories, illustrations of how people can get it right through the divorce process, but also how they can reinvent on the other side of divorce, which you refer to as the second lifer. Uh, Tell us a little bit about your second life and what brought you through your divorce and into this work. So I'd like to first tell your audience that I was I was born with a rare disorder called Poland syndrome. I'm right side affected, which means I was born with a smaller right hand and missing fingers and also missing a uh, right pectoral muscle. So growing up, I had a lot of challenges with not fitting in, bullying, being rejected, abandoned. And I and I'd like to preface this, especially when we're talking about divorce, because I came into this marriage very broken. I see. So it's it's important. We, I mean, we're all cracked eggs. Let's face Aren't, it. Amen. Bunch of wounded, beautiful people. So yes. And so uh, when I, but what I was, you know, escape trying to escape, and we always attach to our dysfunctions because that's where we're comfortable with. In we're comfortable in our dysfunctions, and that was. It, what we do when we choose a partner. And I really didn't even try to find a new part, find any partners. I would know whatever came, you know, he came into my life and I was like, okay, this is it because no one's ever going to love me. Mm, So I I, I really think that's important for your audience to hear because I don't, it it takes two to tango. And, you know, we don't want to sit here and point the finger and, and blame just one person. This is, it's what I accepted and it's, you know, I came into it broken. Yes. I'm, so now I'm, you know, I stayed home with my kids for 20, you know, 20 plus years. I have four adult sons who are fabulous. They're handsome and genius smart. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. I love them so much. I, you know, this is my Sicilian coming out. I go, oh, I go, oh, I'm crazy about you. Crazy yeah. about those boys. Oh my gosh. I used to scream at the, at the games. Look at him. He's so handsome. You know, like that, <laughs> like that meant anything in football. Um, but, you know, um, so yeah, I have my great sons. I'm divorced now, almost nine years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my, my marriage was over for a lot longer than, yeah. you know, than that. Um, and so post-divorce, well, actually, while I was going through the divorce, my, my lawyer said to me, you know, you need to get a job. And I'm like, what? A job? You know, what am I going to do? And so, um, yeah, I had a really um, nice alimony. And I said, okay, I'm going to 
start my own business. I'm going to start writing, create, you know, and I started to write blogs and my sister said, you know, you ought to make this a book. And I said, that's a good idea. So I put it together, made a book. And what is the name of that book? The only way is up just Steph's Mm -hmm. perspective on life. My other book is my later book is, is about Sicilian heritage. Uh, But it's, it's basically little stories on how I got comfortable in my own skin. And if you would like, I'd be happy to give you a link for a free download for your, your audience. Oh, that's wonderful. We'll be yes. sure that's in the show notes, listeners. Thank you yes. so much, Steph. Very so, generous. So yeah, that's my first book. I mean, you, if you want a hard copy, you can buy it on Amazon. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, my, I have a second book that is not published yet. It's called Where the Hell Are the Ruby Slippers? The Search for the Power. And it's more of uh, my blogs that I put together and created a book. I hadn't done anything with that yet. I'm just not sure about it. I'm I'm kind of waiting on how I'm going to use that. Um, my my latest book, it's called It's Not Personal, Sunny. It's Business, How to Run Your Family Life and Business Like a Sicilian. It's where I take the 10 pillars of what I've cl- called, you know, the 10 pillars of Sicilian life and told little stories about it, talked about my family immigrating from Sicily and some of those traditions and and uh, and and the things that are important to me, and and I, I wrote a little bit about each, and then offered uh, little, you know, applications how to apply it in your mm-hmm. family life and business. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and you know, and so I'm also a, a soul guide. I offer one on one. So uh, it's called the Divine Line with Just Steph. And as well, the uh, my, I have retreats in Sicily where we we learn how to uh, release sort of our American, uh, you know, concepts and take on a Sicilian way of living that's less stressed, healthier for us, more active, uh, food without, a, you know, without chemicals, and really kind of living a blue zone life, which is blue zones are a uh, are areas in the world where people live to be a hundred mm. more people live to. And, and I teach that, and that's all about family support community. These are the, the, what we learn when we're in Sicily and oh, it's it and we, wonderful. It's fabulous. And we see sacred sites. We have a day at the beach. It's, it's amazing. That's great. And we'll yes. come back and revisit that before yes. we say goodbye to our listeners. So they know where to find you and all of these yes. resources. And you're doing this work and you bring up a good point that I hear often from the clients that I'm coaching of kind of how did we end up in this relationship that it isn't actually, you know, the forever relationship and bringing that wounded self. And again, we often choose what feels comfortable because it's what we've known. And on the other side of that, there often, even when, like you said, our marriage was done long before the files, the papers were filed. I think that's often the case. We know our truth long before we speak it and nobody is getting married with the plan of getting divorced. So most of us resist it, but then it shows up in our life and we move through it. And I want you to share with us a little bit of your insight on the other side of kind of the grief process and how sometimes, particularly in our American culture, we don't identify that divorce is a death. And that there needs to be a process of one thing closing before the next thing begins. How did you navigate that? How do you help your own clients navigate through that grief process and finding the new version of themselves? Well, you know, I think we have to understand where we came from first. And and just so that you can understand, I'm actually 
right now in the process of having my marriage annulled through the Catholic Church. And part of that annulment process is uh, is going through, you know, what was going on prior to the marriage mm. so that they can determine that it, it whether it, it was valid. And, and when I say valid, a sacrament. It was it was natural and binding, but not holy. Yes. That's and what that means. I know that we've got listeners out there who I'm going to take a little dovetail here of, um, you know, religious beliefs and, and the church and whether that's evangelical Christian or Catholic, or just a family belief that sometimes keeps us held, um, sometimes can even feel like we're being held hostage inside a system that doesn't give us permission to release well, Sicilians and Catholics don't get divorced. I mean, and I have, I'm both. I mean, you yes. just don't, you put, you stay, you've made your bed, you lie in it. Mm. You, you know, this is what you chose. This is a sacrament. This is important, you know, you know, and, and I spent a lot of years on my knees praying uh, to God, like, this is a sacrament, God, you're supposed to help me. This is, I'm, you know, it's supposed to be, you know, putting, <laughs> holy water and rosaries under his side of the bed. And, and one day my sister said to me, you can pray all you want. He's never going to change. No. And I went, oh boy. And I was in the Al-Anon too. And, you know, because, uh, you know, he's an alcoholic and I used to pray and I used to change my prayers as I went along. I was praying for him so I could be better. I pray. And then finally I said this prayer coming home from Al-Anon one night. And I said, okay, God, if you want this mu- uh, this marriage to work, change me. Mm. And then I went, Oh boy, it's over. Oh, Oh, say boy. more. Oh boy. I'm, I don't need to change. I'm okay. Mm. I, you know, I, I mean, I've been doing the changing. I've been doing the growing. I've been doing all this and, and yes, we all have to evolve, but you can't, I mean, if it's, it's, it's impossible to satisfy someone who's insatiable sure. and, I, and I'm talking about just not being right. Just, you know, something, everything's not right. Like something's, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is, it's never good enough and you're never so, good enough. And you, you know, and they try to make you feel like you're not a good person. You're not a good mother. You, you don't do enough. You don't contribute to the finances. Mm-hmm. We had all that money and I wasn't good enough. And, mm-hmm. you know, because I, you know, I was, I was treated like a, uh, like a, a dependent. Ah, uh, yeah. And with that, because that's how I was treated, my children didn't see me as an authority figure. They saw me as their sister. Oh my goodness. And and so going through that, I had to I had to go, oh wow. Grieving that the end of that, the the family as we really wanted it to be. It's sometimes it's not even as it is. It's what we wanted for our family. I wanted to be married. I liked it. I liked being a wife. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, you know, I liked, you know, doing stuff with my kids and and going and I liked being part of a family unit. Mm -hmm. The, the typical, well, not the typical, but the, the sort of the traditional. Sure. Traditional, intact, one household, mom and dad, kids, dinners. How did you come to terms with the religious component? We don't talk about this very often on The Good Divorce Show, and I think there's really a hunger out there 
for other people who might be bumping up against what feels like this isn't allowed. It's not attainable. And what brought you to now annulling? I'm going to, you know what, this is, I I really haven't even talked about this out loud. Uh, The back then I was very involved with my church. Like I was offering spiritual direction to women before I was a spiritual guide. So I already was doing this. I, I, you know, I was leading Bible studies and I was involved in the church. My kids were altar boys. uh, And I'm going to tell you what happened to me for a little while. I lost my faith. Mm. I just had to be mad at God for a while. Because I, because, and that's, that, that's really what happened to me. I mean, that, that's the truth. I basically was like, you know what? I prayed about this for all these years. I asked you to help me. You didn't help me. I can't stay in this abusive space any longer. I'm, I'm out. Mm-hmm. And so, and then I had to come back to it. I had, I, I didn't have to, I did. Um, sure. Even um, in between, I remember pacing in my house and I was pacing in my, my townhouse where I had a couple of two of my kids. I got my mom too in the divorce because she was living with us. So <laughs> thank God. And the dog. Um, but you know, I'm pacing and I'm going, this is your fault, God. This is your fault. And the you I didn't choose this. I didn't choose my fa- the family of origin. I didn't choose my my disorder. And they set me up. You teed me up to make these bad choices. And I didn't choose this. And I went, oh my gosh, what if I did? Mm. And it just dawned on me. I I had this bolt of lightning that said, free will is an eternal gift. You had free will when you came into the skin. You chose this. You chose your family. You chose this path. And I went, now I'm no longer a victim because I, nobody did this to me. I did it myself. Mm -hmm. And I can change that story. Mm. I can change my life because now that I know that I made these choices and invited this into my life, I can now move forward and no longer subscribe to that thought process. And it is so empowering to move from victim to your personal agency. Just take responsibility for your stuff. Yes. And in every divorce, there typically is someone who's leaving and someone who's being left. And those are very different experiences. And when I work with couples, what we try to come to is like, but do you really want this marriage as well? Like, would you stay if there wasn't someone else instigating? And and eventually they arrive and they go, yeah, it, it isn't great. I maybe wouldn't have chose it, but I now see that there's another path and we sort of catch up. You know, all of everything that you just said is all true and valid. I mean, it's all right because that's this is what happens to us you know, should I stay here? Should I go? What do I do? And, and I was the one that left, that left. Yes. I, I was, he would have never left, but I said to him, why do you even want to be married? You don't even like me. Right. He Ugh. treated me like he didn't like me. Like, why, why would you? And I remember thinking when I was younger in the marriage, mm-hmm. I don't really like this guy. Like as a person, like, I think it's easier to love someone than it is to like them. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you know, when you have kids and you go like, I just can't stand this kid right now. I really don't like him, but you know, you love them to death. Yes. It's the same thing. Like I go, I was like, I don't really like this guy. I don't think I would ever even be friends with him now, mm. now that I'm, I'm in this space. And you can look at that. That's, oh, that's something to look at. And, and, and if you do all this and you think back and, you can move through the grief, but you have to go through the grief. You have to, 
you can't go around it. You know, you can't go over, go over it. You can't it. go, you can't go under going. it. You, you, you got to go the, through it. It's, it's purification by fire. And mm. you've got to go through it because if you don't, then you're not going to be a whole person on the other side. You'll just stay fragmented. Mm-hmm. Well, we are going to hear more about purification by fire when we return. We're speaking today with Steph Palermo intuitive soul guide, radio talk show host, international motivational speaker, published author. Listeners, thanks for joining in. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Follow Voice America at facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Before you call the lawyer, call the Good Divorce Coach. Give your family the gift of working with a certified divorce coach, a co-parenting specialist, and a mediator. Karen McNinney has the knowledge and skills to guide you through the full divorce journey, before, during, and after. It's one thing to get divorced. It's another to be divorced. The Good Divorce Coach will teach you and your partner how to be divorced with less drama, less destruction, and less debt. Visit thegooddivorcecoach.com to get in touch with Karen. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio and see what we're cooking up for you. Welcome back to The Good Divorce Show with Karen McNinney. Have a question for Karen or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5788. That's 866-472-5788. Now, back to the show with Karen. Hello, listeners. Thanks for hanging in there and coming back. You will not regret our conversation today with Steph Palermo, intuitive soul guide, radio talk show host, most importantly, hot and spicy Sicilian. On the other side of divorce, guiding people through their own moments of loss or, and whether that be empty nesting or divorce or grief over the death of a loved one, you refer to this as the second life that we all have available to us. And you mentioned earlier this idea of, you know, sometimes with grief, we we have to go through it and it can be a really fiery experience. What do you notice in the people that you work with where they either get stuck in their grief or they just try to skip over it? Before we get into that part, there's five, there's five stages of grief. There's denial, bargaining, depression, anger, and acceptance. And they're, you know, they, they're not always linear. But I will say for the most part, when you're going through a divorce, usually the denial and bargaining is happening while you're in the marriage. I agree. 
And there's a lot of that. Are we in? Are we out? Let's try counseling. Do we need more sex? Less sex. Do we, you take on some of these deals. I'll I'll go do that. Let's go on a retreat. But, you know, again, I think often people fight for their marriage and Mm -hmm. here on the good divorce show, we want to remind people, you can also fight for your good divorce. You can take that same energy. The marriage is ending. If you share children, the relationship is not. And so you're right, that denial, bargaining, trying to hold on to the marriage, I think is where most of us start this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And so going, I mean, but if, you know, if you're at that space where you filed and you're, and you're going through it, mm-hmm. I think one thing we need to remember is with, if there's children in this process, uh, the, the kids are going through this as, at the same time. That's right. So you have to remember that. And also remember that for the most part, they will not know or understand that you're going through this. They're not going to say, I wonder how my mom feels about this. They're just going to be mad that you're divorced or that you're, or I had one of my sons was mad because I I was happy. Oh boy. You know, he was mad. He he goes, you're just so happy. Happy. Mm, and resented and, your happiness on yes, the other side of the and, marriage. But he didn't understand that I was also grieving the loss of that family. And once I shared that with him, he felt better. I, I'm, I'm getting choked up just talking about that because mm-hmm. my the, this is just a beautiful, my beautiful son, one of my beautiful sons. Uh, and so the thing is, what you can do is uh, go through the stages but be mindful, be, be mindful of how you're feeling and aware. It's almost emotional intelligence in the home, mm. you know, understand what's going on with the kids so that uh, you can, you can be there for them, but also know when you can say to them, guys, I need a little step back. I need or kids. I need to take care of myself right now because you need to take care of yourself as well because you're not as good. You're not going to be any good to them. My oldest was showing outward disrespect for me. Mm. And I mean, it was, and I stopped talking to him going this, I was mad at him because I didn't like the way he was treating me. So I just kind of stopped talking to him. And then I thought, you know, I'm the parent here, even though this kid is 18, <laughs> even though he's whatever he was, 19, 20 years, 19 years old. Mm-hmm. I, I said, you know what? I'm the parent. And so I called him up and I said, Hey, could you, could we talk? And he came over and he came, I don't know, he came home. I don't know if he was at college going through, you know, and we sat out, I said, let's sit outside. I said, okay, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to give you 15 minutes. You can say whatever you want to me about me. And it's completely safe. Mm. I'm here to listen. I said, but when you're done, you know, I get to respond to that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that kid did? He broke down and cried. Mm. He goes, I didn't expect this mom. He just wanted to be heard. Yes. What a wonderful gift to to actually create a contained space. And so our listeners who are, who are joining us today to recognize that it's not just our grief process. It's also our children's grief process. And this idea of really active listening, that skill of you have 15 minutes. What do you need to say? What do you need to get off your chest? And it's safe. You can say whatever you want. And I'm not talking. Yeah. And also at the same time, and it's a lot of work. This is a lot, but divorce is a lot of work. Mm -hmm. So if you want to get through it, 
being mindful. So being mindful of yourself and, 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 and what's going on around you. But then in order to work through all of that, all of that grief, you need to do the next right thing that feels good in your soul. What does that mean? Sometimes you don't even have, you don't have it to journal or meditate because your mind is so racing and you don't feel bad about that. Get, cut yourself some slack. Sometimes it means taking a nap. Sometimes it means, you know, having a glass of wine and talk and just letting it out with your girlfriend or your mom or somebody who can hear you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it means, uh, you know, going for a walk or just escaping with the television show or, mm-hmm. you know, so I remember when I, when my mind's like that, I can't read, I can't do anything. Yes. Uh, so I, I, but when things happen, when, when tragedy strikes, we don't have the capacity. Oh, let me just, you know, you just go, okay, God, get me through this. And that might be all you have for prayer. It's just your faith. Is that knowing that what you're experiencing in those darkest moments are temporary. It's not permanent. And when you are on the bathroom floor and you're heaving up your guts and tears, or you're pounding at the wall, or you're in the backwoods and screaming, like all of those expressive states, and you just think it will never get better. We are here to remind you it will, it actually will. And time is an extraordinary elixir of healing. But I think so if, and like you just said, you could just, I would just keep saying, go, I would just go, I'm going to be okay. 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 And if you have to keep saying that, just keep saying it, I'm going to be okay. And then when you are doing the next right thing, that makes you feel good. You'll have, you'll have good moments. You, it might be, it's not just one day at a time. It might be 15 minutes at a time. Yes. And you'll have, and you'll feel the pain in your body. This will be, mm-hmm. this will have physical manifestations and it's the depression and the anger. But I will say this in my experience, once you get angry, really angry, you're owning your power. You're getting your power back. That doesn't mean you have to act on the anger. That's right. Saying- Aggression is different than the feeling of anger. And you do need to get angry at some point. Absolutely. Yes. Be angry wherever you're angry. You need to be angry, whether it's yourself, God, the other people, your mother, your father, you know, be angry. And, and once you start to be angry, you start to get a little more, po- you feel your power and you're right there near at, to acceptance. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean you don't might not feel bad because I remember a couple of years into my divorce, I, I was divorced. My kids were getting dressed. They were dressed for Easter and their dad was picking them up to go to mass and brunch. And then they were all coming back to dinner at my house. And I cried my eyes out because I felt so mm-hmm. terrible that they were, they had to go separate. Yes. You know, and it felt terrible for me. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, you'll still feel bad, you know, have these days that you feel bad about things. I can still cry about that situation. If I think Mm -hmm, about it, mm -hmm. you know, these are my kids. I don't want, I never wanted them to be, be a product of divorce. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we do the best we can in the moment with what we have and we learn as we go. Yeah. There have been people who've come to you Mm -hmm. trying to, you know, reconnect to themselves, redefine, find their happiness. Um, who has surprised you? How have these clients surprised you as you walk them through your intuitive 
uh, guidance. So I have this one, I had this one client that um, I really liked her. She was a tough cookie. She had a real hard time with intimacy. And I don't mean just sexual, I don't mean sexual intimacy. Mm -hmm. Um, And even that was a little mechanical, Mm -hmm. Um, but it was uh, really letting her guard down and her, her heart open, you know, keep her heart open. And, And so we, we worked on, we actually worked on her relationship with her mom that her mom was deceased, like what all that was about. And what happens is, is you start to introduce ideas to people that they never really thought of, like even with their, their ex spouses or their mom or whoever, they, um, they don't understand that these are people that are broken, that they only can see their own hurt. Mm -hmm. They can't see that these people And, you know, I had, you know, I told her because I had sort of a medium experience about her mom. I said, your mom was sexually abused by her uncle and therefore became promiscuous at a young age. And this is why she had you at 14. She didn't know how to take care of you. So she just took it out on you. Oh, wow. And she maybe one or two times after she came skipping in my door and she's like, did you put this love inside of me? (laughs) And I said, honey, I could never put anything inside of you that isn't already there. I could never draw it out of you. And I could never guide you unless you want to take a step. She was able to release so much of this anger and pain. And and this can happen whether it's, you know, her dealing with the mom or then she can bring that into her marriage or whatever. You know, there's different situations you know, mm-hmm. but, but once you start to heal some of those core, those core wounds, those core traumas. wounds, trauma, mm-hmm. you can, you can, you can apply it all to whatever you're doing, wherever mm-hmm. you're at. And to that end, when I think about, you know, grief, and as you said, you know, there's the, the work of Elizabeth Kubler-Ross and the five mm-hmm. stages, which, yeah. Then um, one of her mentees, and in the legacy of her work, they added a sixth stage. I know, which is how does we make sense of this? What is the making meaning of this? And I think that's one of the most surprising things I find with my clients is we go through the dark, right? The valley of death, the 40 days and 40 nights. And on the other side of it, there is a new person, there is a new life, just like you have found. Yeah, well, that's that purification by fire. That's what you know. You you got to go through the flames, and then when you get to the other side, you know you have a couple of choices. You can either be bitter and angry at your life. I can be mad every day about my hand and you know all the the crazy stuff I went through in my life, and who didn't treat me right and whatever. And I could be mad at my ex husband every day in my life, but it has you know? no purpose. It really is not value added. So I can be happy, which is actually the best revenge ever. So if you have that situation, like just be happy, that's actually, you know, be truly happy. Um, Mm. But, you know, you can be happy. And and our purpose here in life is to love, be loved and and co-create with the divine creator, whatever it is you're creating, whether it's a spreadsheet, you know, or babies, Mm -hmm. we're all co-creators with the divine creator, you know, love, we're here to love and be loved. And that's all, all of that is joyful. 
It's, 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 it, those, those activities are joyful. There's nothing uh, that is draining. It's all uplifting, you know, to love and be loved and to co-create. These are great things. And if you want to stay in that misery, you can either align now and enjoy your life or align in the next life, whatever it is, you know, when you can transition over to back into spirit, you can spend your time aligning then and explaining to the divine creator why you didn't love your life. So you can sit here and you can place blame mm. or and be a victim, or you can, you can put up, put on your big girl panties and your big boy boxers and love your life. Yes. And take back the steering wheel, mm-hmm. drive your own ship, be the mm-hmm. captain of your own ship the author of your own book. Don't let anybody else be um, write your story. This is your story to tell, not anybody else's. Oh, that's so beautiful. Because I know there's someone listening to us today, Steph, that's like, this all sounds great and fine, but I am a puddle on the floor and all I see is the darkness. But as we come out the other side, and particularly those of us have come through divorce, we start thinking about, new relationships and dating and when is the time right? And you have some rules about dating. And when we come back from our break, we're going to talk how to re-enter and to find your next best life, which sounds so inviting. So listeners, please stay with us here at The Good Divorce Show. America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Before you call the lawyer, call the Good Divorce Coach. Give your family the gift of working with a certified divorce coach, a co-parenting specialist, and a mediator. Karen McNinney has the knowledge and skills to guide you through the full divorce journey before, during, and after. It's one thing to get divorced. It's another to be divorced. The Good Divorce Coach will teach you and your partner how to be divorced with less drama, less destruction, and less debt. Visit thegooddivorcecoach.com to get in touch with Karen. Today, many doctors prescribe basic pharmaceuticals to their patients who aren't feeling well or have various aches or pains. Is this the right course of action for all patients? We don't think so. Find out about healthy, natural ways to help you feel your best by tuning in to the CBD Ed Show with host Ed Cheney. Ed and his guests will explain full-spectrum CBD, using the whole hemp plant for good health and answer all of your questions about CBD and natural treatment in general. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific. Pacific time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. A little birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Welcome back to The Good Divorce Show with Karen McNinney. Have a question for Karen or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5788. That's 866-472-5788. Now, back to the show with Karen. Hello, listeners. Welcome back. I'm Karen McNinney, your Good Divorce Coach, chatting today with Steph Palermo, who not only is a master catechist, 
uh, certified in identifying charismatic gifts and a certified infinite possibilities trainer. And when I hear that infinite possibilities, that just sounds like a, a beautiful jewel of a message for those of us coming into the second part of our life. Whether you are saying goodbye to children and facing empty nest, maybe you're saying hello to yourself as a single person. I I, kind of feel like you are tethered in marriage, all of us, and then you're very untethered. And we have to start thinking about rebuilding a life for ourselves. What are some of your guidelines that you provide to individual Steph about that rebuilding process? I think you should have fun. First, first and foremost, have <laughs> yeah. a little fun. Hasn't it been terrible? Like it's just been awful. You just, you deserve to have fun. And mm. I think the dating process should be considered fun because if it isn't, then it's a job and it's miserable and you're just going to have more misery. You know, people like, oh, okay. You know, they complain about it. Have fun. I mean, go out on a date, go on on dates, have dinners, you know, and, and, and enjoy yourself. This is, this is the time we should, it should be a little bit light for you because it's been so heavy for so long. Yes. Enjoy that. Now I say that in the, on the other side of my mouth, I say, don't get into a relationship until you are ready to attract into your life. What, you know, what you deserve. Mm. And what happens is what happens is, is unless we're, we're going to just attract more of the same if we haven't done the work. Amen to that. Now you can still go out on dates and have fun. And I would, I would be clear, you know, I think it's important for people to be clear with it. You know, I'm not looking for anything serious right now. I'm just, you know, I just like to meet some new people and have some fun, you know, Mm -hmm. at least for a little while. I know you're lonely and I understand. And, and it's your time to work on yourself. And I'm going to, can I tell you right now when people said, oh, if I had a breakup with a boyfriend, because I had a few boyfriends throughout, you know, between then and now. I would be so angry. Like what's wrong with me? I'm fine. Mm. And so, uh, you know, so I understand that, but the truth is, is there's a reason why your picker is off. Right. The partners that we pick, which are often informed by our family of origin, which is going to have its own level of dysfunctions. And we go out trying to heal those wounds of our childhood. We end up seeking sometimes the antithesis of what is actually health for us. So in a sense, what we're saying is there needs to be a purge. There needs to be a reset and a re-identification of who you are, what you're seeking, what's going to be important to you. So you don't go back and repeat the same pattern. Exactly. So here's what I suggest. First and foremost, have a good support network, good friends, uh, family, people that you can hang out with on those, you know, times, those times where you might be, feel alone, like a Friday or a Saturday night. Uh, Mm -hmm. I I don't think it's bad. I like going out alone. I mean, sometimes going and sitting at a really nice, um, you know, higher end bar where you could just meet different people, women and men alike, and just chat about stuff and not having, not have to bring up your divorce. You're just talking of, you know, meeting new people. Um, that's fun, but have a good support, have a good support network, Mm -hmm. you know, people that you can hang out with. I was always the fifth wheel. I was always, uh, going to my friends' homes that were, they're married and just hanging out with the, my, you know, their friends of mine, having a meal and just talk, talking, fill your cup with your community. Mm-hmm. Build a community. The community will feed you. And then and and then 
you know, you want to fill up your own cup so that when you meet somebody, you're not looking for them to fill anything. You're they're overflowing. Right. You have already come to terms with your own contentment, self-contentment. We were talking earlier about the distinction between I am lonely and I'm alone. That's right. And they're very different. And oh, I have felt the lonelies. Oh, it can be really painful. And if you have children in your home and then they leave, it's like an amputation. It's like you're missing a part of yourself and the, the silence can just be deafening. But when you do that work and you suddenly arrive and you're like, okay, I can, can enjoy breathe. my own company. I am yeah. complete in myself. I know how to take care of my needs. That's actually where the healthiest relationships come from. Exactly. And and, and to do that, start with extreme self-care. Now, ex- extreme self-care is more than going to the gym and getting your nails done. It is that and more. It means saying yes to those activities that serve you and fill you up and saying no to those energy suckers that that which mm. drains you, yes. uh, you know, and, and, and it means uh, releasing toxic relationships. It means uh, you changing your mindset. Maybe that means starting a meditation or journaling practice. Uh, maybe it means going back to church or your religious community. Maybe it means whatever that means for you. Uh, but it's extreme self-care. Maybe it means taking a walk by the beach. If you're, if you are by a lake, you know, to get grounded, that means sometimes it's going to ruffle feathers and, and irritate people because I say, no, I'm sorry. Um, I I can't do that or no, I'm not going to do that. Or, you know what? I'm going to have to take a rain check on that because my energy, it's not a good match Mm. right now. What I really hear you saying is that part of extreme self-care is setting boundaries, holding those boundaries, and then having no shame about the boundaries that you're holding for yourself. Absolutely. And then when you do that, you're start to you're starting to get what will happen is, is we're so desensitized to negative, negative input and being mistreated. So once we start to engage in self-care, we start to breathe, our cortisol level drops. Mm-hmm. And now we see our worth and our value. And when we do that, that's an energy. And the people around us will either drop away from us because they can't deal or you're going to, and you're going to start to attract these, the like people into your life. That's right. You get this sort of magnetic energy and like attracts like, so be sure you know what you're looking for and what you're attracting and inviting into your life. And then when you see your value and your worth, so will other people. And when you respect yourself, nobody's going to respect your boundaries unless you do. Unless you protect them. And, and, and then going forward, now, you know, what you bring to the table, because now you start to, you build yourself up, you know, what your worth is, you know, who you are. And, and you say, okay, who do I want to invite to my table? Who deserves to sit at my table? Mm -hmm. I have four rules, four criteria. Do they deserve to sit at your table? These are the things, the qualities that you're looking for. I mean, this is what, what's going to work for you. I'm mm-hmm. not, and this isn't a judgment. It's on my just part. be clear about yes. yourself. Mm-hmm. Do they know whose table they're sitting at? In other words, do they see the gift in you? Mm. Do they see the gift in you? Do they know 
how valuable you are. The third one is, is do they want to sit at your table and everybody else's table? Because, you know, if you want to be at my table, you can't be sitting at anybody else's table. I'm sharing isn't caring in this situation. Mm, In the relationship building, the intimate relationship building. Yeah. And the last one is, are they they legally, (laughs) legally and emotionally free? Because, and a lot of that is mostly emotionally, because sometimes they're, because emotionally may not even be that they're still married. They may be divorced, but they're so tied in with their children or their life changing or their life changing or their job or whatever that they don't have it to be in a relationship. Yep. That is a great criteria. And in this idea of extreme self-care, I don't know, maybe like a trip to Sicily would be part of extreme self-care. Is that something you could help us with? Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, I actually um, quoted in many journals, about the the benefits of a soul journey retreat, I, which I offer in Sicily. And retreats are a great means of self-care. It's investing in yourself, you know, whether it's, you know, soul guidance or, you know, working with a coach like you, or, you know, these are investments. We, 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 we invest in so many things, but we don't invest in gaining clarity for the good life, you mm. know, and we need, we need, um, sort of a vision of a liberated life mm-hmm. and know that there's something more. And by coming to Sicily with me, you get to experience life uh, lived. I mean, it's like a Sicilian because this is how they live, but it's, it's, there's like no stress. They enjoy their families. They enjoy their community. They, they have a spirituality. They're normally, they're naturally active. They may not go to the gym, but they're always moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, they eat food without preservatives and wines without, you know, drink wines without sulfates. They talk to the wee hours of the morning with their friends. They're building relationships. You know, these are the things that we'll be engaging in. And I'll be teaching it that I teach in Sicily, as well as a cooking lesson for my friends who are local chefs. Uh, and we have where, you know, it's a very small exclusive trip uh, where we can bond as a family, as a mm. retreat family, this mm-hmm. is, you know, small and intimate and, uh, and we will go to sacred sites. We'll visit sacred sites. We'll do wine, authentic Marsala wine tasting at Cantina Florio, uh, he, the healing Springs of Shaka. There's, you know, lots of things that we'll be doing, but also siesta time spent with me, uh, you know, working out in on getting your life straight. Mm. Uh, I mean, if I can't be any clearer, let's get your life straight, get you straight, get your head on straight, because I understand that I had to get my head on straight. And if Sicily isn't in the cards for one of our listeners right now, although there may be somebody Googling right now, just Steph.org, what would be some other services and ways that people can benefit from your work as an intuitive guide? So I also offer um, a six month uh, I don't want to say coaching, but guidance package called the divine line. Mm. And, uh, and we, we work on infinite possibilities. We work on getting your life straight. We, uh, we do some, you know, a little bit of um, healing and really it's a concierge uh, offering where I, I work with you and see what your needs are. And then we adjust the program 
to best benefit you. So we definitely have the divine line and the retreats in Sicily. You can tune into my radio show every Monday night from 8 to 10 p.m. on WATD 95.9 FM. Just say, you know, if you want to listen on the internet, you can say, Alexa, play WATD at 8 p.m. Eastern time um, on Monday nights. Uh, And I have, you know, I have periodic workshops. I'm on Facebook. I have a free Facebook community called Get Real with Just Steph. And I also have a Just Steph Show fan page. Uh, Yeah. So, I mean, there's lots of ways. And you can connect with me. You can check out my website. My story's there. Uh, All, you know, a little bit more than what we talked about today, my my story. And as well, I have um, my bucket list, my wish list, and can't live without list. Yes. uh, Which is is fun. And so, yeah. So, it's juststeph.com. Such a gift today to have Steph Palermo with us. Just Steph, as she is known to her friends and fan base. Uh, So many resources and wonderful insights and wisdoms. Anything that you would close off with, if there's one nugget that people who are moving into the second lifer mode and knowing that they're rebuilding something for themselves, what might you say to them, Steph? Be the author of your own story. You're divorce, your marriage and your divorce does not define you. You're ready now for the the best part of your life and, and just move forward with joy and anticipation of great things. That's beautiful. And as I remind us each and every week here on Voice America, everything will be okay in the end. And if it's not okay, it's just not the end. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks for joining us, Steph. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to today's episode of The Good Divorce Show. We hope today's episode has helped you find a kinder, more sensible, and less expensive path through the divorce journey. Until we talk again, have a beautiful week.